0: This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center is dutiful and diligent as ever on the other side of the glass. Our fabulous producer, so we appreciate his help and hard work. On the news line with us now, Dr. Laura Campbell is with us. She's a psychologist at Geisinger, one of the great clinical psychologists that's working over there. Vanderbilt, educated in University of Virginia. I had to get that in there, Laura. Thank you so much for calling in today
1: thing. Thanks, Mark, for
0: having me. I really do appreciate it. You're doing a great job over there. A lot of folks, when I mentioned I was going to interview you, especially the, some of the interns and students uh, said they're well aware of the good work that you're doing, so thanks for all of that. Uh, it isn't feasible to cram in everything that you can say about mental health uh, in uh, 20 10-minute interviews, but we just have 10 minutes today, but things are changing. Is it feasible to say what are the newest of the new changes and conversations to have if you're talking about mental health.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think there's a lot one thing and probably one of the only silver linings out of the pandemic is that think people are a lot more willing to seek mental health to help, to admit that they're struggling, to look for counseling, therapy, psychiatry services. Um, And so we've seen actually a huge increase in referrals, um, you know, from within Geisinger and from our whole community. Um, Of course, there's not a a lot of access, and and that's true for um, our whole region and really the the country. But telemedicine is another, um, you know, huge area that has grown since uh, COVID, which has really improved the ability for people to access care without the barriers of transportation, you know, having to make arrangements to get to a point at a hospital. Um, I think another area that's really uh, seeming to um, to boon, I guess, uh, or to increase in, um, you know, popularity is employers and schools are really recognizing the need to step up uh, as far as mental health. And so they're, um, you know, contracting often with mental health providers or agencies to make sure that employees um, and students are um, able to access mental health to, uh, you know, having well-being or wellness initiatives because, um, you know, everybody, I think, is struggling a lot right now.
0: And if an employer is going to address wellness, is there sort of what's the door label that they walk through? Is it just assessment or conversation or talking or hiring a professional? So what's the basic first step for workplace wellness?
1: Yeah I think uh, most workplaces especially larger uh, companies are um you know contracting with employee assistant programs EAPs And so um, a lot of employers will have, you know, access uh, or their employees will have access to, you know, an assessment, triaging, sometimes, you know, some brief counseling or even psychiatry services. Often they're time limited. And so, you know, after four or six sessions, if you need more help, um, they or your insurer will likely connect you to a different provider with a health system or in the community.
0: Well, we've talked to Dr. Collins over there a couple of times, so we've definitely uh, talked about the Workplace Wellness Program over there, as well as the Joyly Program up at Evangelical Community Hospital. So there's definitely uh, uh, folks are addressing this. And for the workers, uh, if the company doesn't contact them or they're just going to have to address it themselves, or even if they have a program and they and they want to access this, Where's a starting point? Is there some moment when workplace wellness uh, some symptom or activity or something on your mind that uh, would make that a good idea to start to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean everything from you know stressors and burnout to you know depression and anxiety symptoms, other mental health concerns um, and not not all employers can you know especially smaller um, companies may not have the ability to offer uh, EAP if an individual is fortunate enough to have insurance, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, or through their employer, um, you know, they can contact their insurer to see, you know, who, uh, what providers are in network and and can get connected. Uh, There's also just a huge number of uh, companies, I'm not going to endorse anyone in particular, but we've, you've probably seen a lot of the commercials for telehealth um, companies. Um, I can't really speak necessarily to the quality of those, um, but often they, you know, can be helpful. I've heard some testimonials from people who, um, you know, have sought basic counseling, you know, um, maybe talk therapy for mild uh, symptoms, uh, that kind of thing. And there's there are a lot of self-help um, resources out there. And I think uh, if you're looking for, you know, a place to start in terms of a book or a website, um, even an app. Um, you know, to really look at academic health centers. So any website that ends in uh, .edu uh, would be a good place to start off, you know, if they have a a psychiatry or psychology uh, webpage. Um, If you're seeing the phrases evidence-based treatment, um, usually cognitive behavioral therapy is the gold standard for a lot of different um, mental health concerns. Uh, Those would be probably the best places to steer yourself if you're looking for your own kind of guidance.
0: If we're talking about the top stories in news media about uh, mental health, often gun violence is correlated to that conversation. When you hear about gun violence and then you hear about the mental health concerns, what do you hear when you hear folks talking about gun violence and mental health? Yeah,
1: this is, of course, a politically fraught area. Uh, What I can absolutely say, though, is that I get concerned uh, that we are drawing too tight a link between mental health and gun violence. Uh, we know that, um, you know, there there is not a, a huge uh, I- increase in violence among people who are struggling with mental health issues. And there's a stigma. Even though people have been more likely to um, admit concerns and seek help, I often uh, see people, you know, we live in central Pennsylvania, lots of hunters, a lot of people, you know, really treasure their firearms, uh, you know, and their their ability to to carry them, and they get very concerned that we're going to take their guns away if they seek mental health treatment. We do not need extra barriers to people seeking mental health care. So I just, you know, I get worried that people are going to hear that, they're going to worry that if they seek help, um, that, you know, they're going to somehow be stigmatized, somebody's going to think them violent, perhaps even take their firearms away. Um, And that is not at all the case. Unless somebody is involuntarily hospitalized for a mental health concern, um, they are not at risk for getting those taken away from them.
0: We sometimes hear folks who might not have quite as much information at hand about it saying, well, anybody who seeks mental health treatment should be reported to law enforcement, much the same way that somebody law enforcement if there is somebody who you're concerned about themselves or others, that's appropriate, but not just everybody who seeks uh, care should be turned over to the police. We also learned a new term in the past couple of years, gender dysphoria, uh, when we're talking about the transgender community. Uh, Tell us what that is, why it is a listed diagnosis, and, uh, and anything else you wish to about that.
1: Sure, yeah, gender dysphoria um, as, a, as a phenomenon is not new. It's just the, the newer label or term that, that we're using for it. It is less destigmatizing than previous labels that were used to describe people who are transgender or non-binary. Um, it is uh, something that has occurred through the centuries. Um, it is a human experience. Um, even though we think of people as either female or male, there is a whole continuum of gender and many people fall between those two labels and so they may go by the pronouns they them uh, and not necessarily um, identify as she or or he or they may um, have been born with uh, male uh, parts but identify as female you know it's really who they identify as inside and in and of itself it's not a mental health issue or a diagnosis but we do need to use that term in order to get people the um, the appropriate treatment, so often um, people who identify as trans or non-binary are seeking hormone therapy to help them, um, you know, really make sure that the that their body, you know, really matches um, better who they uh, feel on the inside that they are. Um, they may seek uh, various surgical procedures or other kinds of medical treatment, and of course, psychotherapy. And so, um, insurers, medical providers do require that that label um but it's not necessarily a problematic thing um until people feel Stigmatized, isolated, when they're discriminated against, that's where the problems with gender dysphoria really come out.
0: Yeah, and I just think there's so much more to say about that. Information really helps there, and uh, lack of information really hurts that discussion. It uh, definitely holds it back. All right, we're just about out of time. One other uh, phrase that really popped up on my radar in the past 10 years or so, mindfulness, just talking about uh, being present in the moment. Just one last word about that and we'll have to wrap up please uh, Dr. Campbell.
1: Yeah, sure. We humans tend to spend most of our time thinking about the past and thinking about the future, making plans, thinking about regrets, and mindfulness is really about focusing on the present moment, Um, you know, without judgment and just noticing what's there. And uh, you can look up, there are thousands of of resources online, YouTube videos, et cetera, to walk you through a mindfulness exercise, Um, and it can really help our general well-being and also be a part of treatment for depression, anxiety, and other mental health concerns.
0: All right, well, we'll work work on that, trying to be in the moment. But uh, unfortunately, our moment has expired. So thank you so much for your help. Always appreciate it. Thank you to uh, Ashley and to Shaq Hayes up at Geisinger, really making sure that we had a good doc to talk to today. Thank you, Laura, and thanks for all you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. You too. That is Dr. Laura K. Campbell, psychologist, clinical psychologist up at Geisinger, but involved in uh, working with the young people and older people and folks going through all kinds of transitions in their lives, whatever it happens to be. But uh, she's there for a lot of that. Uh, very expert in the field of psychologist at uh, Geisinger, Dr. Laura Campbell.